So you've decided to change advisors. And now you're asking yourself, what is the process to move from one advisor to another? I've got all my money in this place, whether it's a TD Ameritrade, a Fidelity, a Schwab, and now my other advisor is over here. And I know I want to move to this other advisor, but how does this all happen? And what, what are, are there any issues? Are there any things I know, need to know before I sign all this paperwork? And so common question that we get, we figured we'd walk you through it pretty quickly just to give you an idea and hopefully relieve some of the stress that you may be having when you've already de decided to move or you're thinking about it. Um, so I think it's going to be a good one for you. And we walk through a lot of steps on this. Um, uh, it doesn't take us that long, but we walk through a lot of steps. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I really love to help, be able to have this in front of me, go to our website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog. And we have an article on this very topic. So make sure that you uh, check that out. Also, wherever you listen to us, we ask you if you could please follow us or subscribe to us because that lets you get all of the episodes as soon as they come out. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, we would love for you to give us, if you like the show, a five-star rating and write us a review. It certainly does help us. We use those reviews to make sure that we do future shows that could be of a benefit to you. So we hope you do that. We certainly would appreciate it. But before we get started, we need to do a quick disclosure. The information in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to Retirement in Action. Today, uh, we're going to kind of piggyback off of uh, our last episode, episode 90, when we talked about how to break up with an advisor. Today, though, we're going to talk about what's the process. Like, I broke up with them. I told them. I found a new advisor. So how, what are all the steps oh, to move from one advisor to the other? Like, what, are, what, what is it I have to do? So the nitty gritty. And so we are uh, thinking this is extremely beneficial because it's going to help you have confidence on how to do this. So the first thing we want to do, though, just to bring you up to speed, because we don't know 100%, did you listen to episode 90? So real quick, Merce, can you kind of recap where we're at in this process, why we're even talking about this? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we did a whole episode on this, episode 90. It's, it's called, Why Should I Break Up With My Advisor? Or Why Would I Break Up With My Advisor? And, uh, and we went through some reasons and quick, high level, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to 90, but uh, basically life changes and things happen. And maybe you started with that advisor when you're in your early twenties and now you're in your, in your fifties or sixties and getting close to that concept of retirement. And maybe that advisor um, had a different mindset or a different goal, which is pretty much just to grow the money and not really worry about all the other things that come with retirement planning. And so maybe they're just not equipped to be able to handle more than just the investment management. 
there's a lot of things that need to be focused on, like the retirement income plan and tax strategy and estate planning. And so maybe they're just not equipped for that. So that's a big reason. Uh, obviously, the most common reason that someone would ever leave their advisor is uh, we believe it's, it comes down to communication. You never hear from that advisor. You, you saw them quite a bit when you're first being courted or sold by them, and then you never really heard from them again. And uh, that's a huge common reason that we see all the time. Uh, or maybe you're just un unhappy with the performance of the investments. That's another common one too. Uh, but then there's things that you know may not be the advisor's fault or your fault. You're in just, just in different parts of your life because life does change. You're getting closer to retirement. Uh, and you need different or more of a specialist type of advisor, or maybe that advisor is retiring soon and you're not thrilled about who is going to take over his, his or her practice or who you're going to be assigned to next. Or maybe you just don't know who you're going to be assigned to and that has, has you worried. Uh, or maybe the advisor team overall has changed. You know, sometimes some one setup that advisory groups have is that you have a, a lead advisor who essentially gets you in the door, gets you signed up as a client, but then you, you get pushed off to a junior advisor and you never really see that, that main advisor ever again. And, and so maybe that's something that was unexpected to, to you and you, you, know, you just don't like how that happened. Um, so that just a few different reasons as to why someone would consider, or at least some of the questions we've been asked as far as, you know, why would I ever leave my current advisor? And we know, we know that it's a tough thing to do. Some of you have been with your advisor for five, 10, 15, 20 years, and maybe you play golf with them. Maybe you have this relationship with them. I said it in the last episode or in episode 90, and I'll say it again here. You got to remember the relationship is great. It's important, but at the end of the day, it's your money. It's the money that you've worked hard for to, to build and, and support this concept of retirement. Uh, to take care of your family. So you got to do what's right for you. Even though you may have a relationship with someone that you've had for a very long time, if the stars aren't aligning, if it doesn't make sense anymore, then it just, it doesn't make sense. And so it's your money to take control of. So don't ever forget that. So we talked kind of through the why, and now the next big question that we get is, well, all right, I've decided that I need to leave my advisor. How do I do that? And what does the process look like uh, as far as actually moving the assets. And so, Raiden, can you get us started on that? Yeah. So obviously at this point, if you're at this point and you're saying, okay, I've now, I've picked my advisor. So by the way, that's a whole process within, it, within itself. We talked about that in episode 90, but you've identified that advisor that you want to move to. So now you're just kind of curious as you're thinking this through, how does this look? What is it? What's the process to get the money from my other advisor to this advisor? Well, there's a couple of different scenarios that could be in place. One of those is, and I'm just going to use some general, what are called custodians, just so you can kind of understand. So let's just say that your current advisor that you're with today is at Fidelity or Charles Schwab or TD Ameri, doesn't matter. And your new advisor is at the same place. So they're at Fidelity, they're at Schwab, they're at TD, doesn't matter. If they're at the same place, then your accounts are going to stay at the same account number, the same everything's going to be in place. No, no difference there. You're just going to sign a couple of forms that will allow the current advisor, the new advisor to become the advisor. And that, that's a pretty simple process. That is rare. That's not our most common. So let me walk you through what's more common. You have an advisor and your advisor 
that you're with currently is at, let's just say fidelity. And you're going to move to an advisor. Let's just pretend it's us. You're moving to us and we manage money through Charles Schwab. So now you're moving advisors as well as the money needs to move. It needs to move from fidelity over to Charles Schwab. I just want to say it right up front. It is not a hard process. It's pretty easy, but there's some things that we have to go through. First of all, I want you to imagine if you have an IRA, it's going to stay an IRA. If you have a brokerage account, it's going to stay a brokerage account. If it's a joint account, it's going to stay a joint account. Nothing in your life is going to majorly change. And even the way you look at your account is going to be extremely similar if you're moving from, say, something like uh, a, a Fidelity to a Charles Schwab, a TD Ameritrade to a Charles Schwab. All of it's going to look and feel very similar. But what we're going to do is we're going to move those accounts. By the way, if you have, let's say you have stocks in your current account and you don't want to sell them. You do not have to sell them. They can move in kind, which, which, that's the term, in kind from one place to the other. So if I have, and I'm just going to say Apple, if I have Apple stock at Fidelity, that Apple stock will move to Charles Schwab. It never has to be sold to do that. Then when you're with the new advisor, you can talk about what to do with the Apple stock, but you don't have to think about selling everything in order to get it over. All right, but now what we need to talk about, though, is the real nitty gritty. I got to do some things. I got to open an account with Schwab in this example. I've got to then move the money from one place to the other. So there is a couple things that we have to do paperwork-wise in order to get this accomplished. So, Merce, can you kind of walk us through what that looks like when it comes to the actual opening of an account, moving the account from a paperwork perspective? I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it from the, the story of we're moving from Fidelity to Charles Schwab. Um, and there, there is some paperwork involved and a lot of it is just Schwab or the custodian needs to know who you are in order to open an account for you. So there's an application that just has your, your normal information, your, your, your full name, your address, date of birth, social security, phone number, contact information. Uh, if you're opening an IRA, you go ahead and set up the beneficiaries on that application. Uh, if you're opening a brokerage account, we typically will add on a TOD, which is kind of like a beneficiary. Uh, so well, getting, can you just say what TOD stands for? Yeah, Sorry. TOD stands for transfer on death. So IRAs come with beneficiaries automatically, and you just have to fill that out on the form. Uh, brokerages do not automatically come with beneficiaries. It's a separate thing that you need to add on. Uh, and we highly encourage that, by the way, to add on a TOD or another term is POD, payable on death. So it's like adding a beneficiary to a non-IRA type of account. So you do the application uh, and then you sign that. Um, uh, and very always the advisor should, and in our case, always, we are preparing all this documentation for you. So really in the meeting, you're there to understand what the paperwork is and then to sign, sign off on it. 
the next step is if there are assets that we're transferring from Fidelity, we are going to have a transfer document. And what that transfer document basically does is it gives Schwab the ability on your signature to say, this person would like to move their assets from Fidelity over to Schwab, and they're going to attach, which you would provide, a, a current statement of that Fidelity account to the transfer document. So then Schwab has the transfer, the statement, and the account open, and they send that all over to Fidelity uh, behind the scenes and basically negotiate the transfer. Um, and what that does is it gives Fidelity and Schwab an open conversation as to, hey, what's in this account over here? How do we get over here? And majority of the time, that transfer is going to be what they call an ACAT transfer, which means it's going to come over electronically. So like Raiden was saying, like to like. So if you have Apple stock, if you have Tesla stock, if you have ETFs, mutual funds, whatever it is, 99% of the time, that is going to come over uh, just the way it is in your Fidelity account. So you don't have to worry about things having to be sold or anything like that. It's just going to come right over into your Schwab account like nothing ever happened. The only change was your statement's going to say Schwab now instead of Fidelity. Um, and then on top of that, there's usually some other paperwork that you have to sign off of. Uh, typically, there's an agreement with the advisor as far as what type of services they're going to provide you uh, so that you're both on the same page there as far as expectations. Uh, and then typically there's some type of risk, uh, risk tolerance document that you're going to sign that says, hey, here's, here's our risk level and here's what type of allocation or here's what the investment strategy is going to be. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And then there's a little bit of waiting there. So you sign off on all the paperwork. The accounts are going to open pretty quickly. And I'll say this because it, it's a common question. We'll see the account open. It sits at a $0 value until the assets come in. Sometimes people think that once the account is open, immediately there should be the money there. The transfer process of getting the securities from one custodian to another typically takes about seven to 10 business days, um, which is standard across the board in the, in the financial world. Um, and, and that's just the time they need to get the assets moved electronically. Uh, so then once the assets are over, your new advisor has the ability to see everything that has come in the door. And at this point, we're able to start making decisions as to what is worth holding, what is worth selling, and eventually get you into that new investment strategy model that, which is probably the whole reason that you change advisors. So um, that's the high level on the, the technical side of, well, how do I move this money over? All right. So now we have this question. We actually hample, uh, uh, handled this in episode 90 a little bit, but do you need to tell your current advisor? Now we, in episode 90, if you want to know how to tell them, go back to episode 90, listen to episode 90, but you do not need to tell them whenever you sign the paperwork with the new custodian or new advisor, that says you want them to become the advisor. That's, that's your directive at that point to move the money or to, to take on the new advisor. So once that's given to the custodian, whether it be Schwab or Fidelity or whoever, then they have to listen to your wishes. And the, the current advisor doesn't have to sign off and say, I agree or anything like that. It just, it just happens. So you don't, you, you are in control. You are the owner of the account. So you do not need to tell the current advisor, they're going to get a notification that the money's moving. They're going to get a notification that you're no longer with them, but you don't have to tell them. So just, just know that it's not required. If you decide to do it and you want to know how to do it, go listen to episode 90. We walk all the way through how to do that. A couple other little quick points that I want to hit, though, is what if you're not moving from another advisor, but you're moving from, let's say, a 401k? 
Okay, so you're moving money from a 401k to your new advisor. That simply, in most instances, is a conference call. The way we do it is we do a conference call with our client on the phone, with our new client on the phone, and we call the 401k and we just tell them the, what we want to do, that we want to move from a 401k to a traditional IRA. There are typically no fees. There's no taxes because we're going to move it from the 401k to a traditional IRA. And so we can just make that occur. Now, that is a little bit of a different process because what occurs with a 401k in most instances is they're going to send you the check. And the check is going to be made out to, if you were working with, say, Schwab, your, the check is going to be made out to Charles Schwab for the benefit of you. So if it were me, it, the check would say, to, to Charles Schwab, FBO, for the benefit of Raiden Stancil. That's the way the check would be made out. Now, that's called a direct rollover. It did not go through my hands because it's not made out to me, but then I have to get it to my advisor or over to Charles Schwab so it gets deposited. But again, that's a conference call 99% of the time. Every now and then, we have to do a piece of paper. Uh, that the 401k requires. The final one that I'll hit real quick is you manage your own money, meaning you've got an account somewhere. Then it, it, again, it's it's simply doing all the things that Merce mentioned earlier. It's going to be opening a new account unless you're already at the particular institution. It, it, so it's a super simple process to move one, from one place to the other. The whole point of us talking about all of this is that we want you to know it's not hard. It's not that difficult. It sounds like a lot, but if you've got an advisor that you're moving to and they do this every day, they're going to make it super simple. They're going to make it super easy. It, it'll take a, a few days, but it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. The advisor should track all of this for you, communicate with you, let you know what's happening. So we hope that this has been helpful between two episodes, episode 90, now 92. How do I break up with my current advisor? And then now what's the process of moving the money? from one place to the other. Um, by the way, if you are listening to this, we say it all the time, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, my goodness, that's a lot of information and you'd like to be able to read it and have it there in front of you, go visit our website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog, and that will give you all of this in a written format. So visit that uh, blog page. Uh, it'll be very, very beneficial. Thank you very much for spending a few minutes with us today. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.